Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. For the annoying mess you're facing down in your home, you can fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Battle against calcium buildup. Go toe-to-toe with toilet scum. Duke it out with disposal rot. The entire line of powerful formulas works hard to vanquish dirt, grime, and deposits all around your home. So KO the crud. Fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. A fraction of a raindrop, three grains of salt, at up to 100 times more potent than morphine. The tiniest amount of illegal fentanyl is all it takes to cause an overdose. Fentanyl can be mixed into heroin, cocaine, pressed pills, meth, and other drugs. It could be in your drugs, and you wouldn't be able to see it, taste it, or smell it. Learn more at cdc.gov stopoverdose. What up? It's Dramos. You may know me from the recap on LATV. Now I've got my own podcast, Life as a Gringo, coming to you every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be talking real and unapologetic about all things life, Latin culture, and everything in between from someone who's never quite fit in. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, everyone. I am Will Fulton, and this is Thrillist Best and the Rest. Every week, we pick one topic from hangover cures to horror movies and tell you what's the absolute apex, the best possible thing in that world. It's not really that complicated, people. This week, we're here to talk about Yuletide Cinema, Film Noel, (laughs) the best Christmas movies of all time, The only creature stirring in this incredibly quiet podcast studio are my two guests today, senior entertainment writer Esther Zuckerman. What's up, Esther? Hey. And and (laughs) (laughs) all right. (laughs) (laughs) She is here. And entertainment staff writer Emma Stefanski. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Uh, And Emma actually holds the record. We're the first person to be on this podcast three times. You're the leader on the leaderboard. Yeah, everyone's got to catch up with me now. So today we're obviously going to be talking about the best Christmas movie of all time. We're also going to be talking about the best Netflix Christmas movie, the funniest Christmas movie, and a whole lot more. Guys, did you have any traditions growing up around Christmas movies? This was always a big like argument that we would have every year because my dad is like a big sort of Christmas spirit person. And that like stresses my mom out to the point where she like 
gets really agitated about, about Christmas. And my dad always wanted to watch like It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas. And my mom hates that movie. She wow. gets so depressed. She's just like, it's just so sad. I don't want to watch that on Christmas. And so like my dad would go up and watch the movie and I'd sort of like divide my time between <laughs> them. I mean, you know, parts of it are sad. It's kind of an uplifting movie. Yeah, I mean, did your mom end, watch it the whole way through? I probably once, but she's one of those people who will like watch a movie and then a week later she could watch it again and think it's a new experience. But yeah, we do. Wonder, it's a Wonderful Life. My dad also loves trains, and so he likes the Polar <laughs> Express. Yeah, which is a good train movie. Classic dad it's, opinion. It's one of the better he train loves movies. Train. He loves train. <laughs> it's one of the better. I I don't like that movie. The kids are weird. I think Tom Hanks for me is not so much of a problem, but the children are very weird. Their pupils are huge. Yeah, they look like Mark Zuckerberg on Molly. Like, There's like the little I feel nerdy like pupils boy. are the one thing that people haven't been able to figure out in terms of like the, any sort of any sort of mocap de-aging technology. Esther, did, did you have uh, any Christmas movie watching traditions? Well, as a Jew, um, <laughs> <laughs> I did do the traditionally Jewish thing of going to the movies every Christmas Eve for most of my life. We've actually sort of stopped that now. Now it's more often a Christmas Day tradition. But yeah, so I would go with my parents largely to uh, the AMC Lincoln Square, 68th Street in New York, and we would see... An agreed upon movie. So that ranged from everything from Peter Jackson's King Kong, which I got really mad about because we were in a smaller theater and I wanted to see it on a big screen. It's a yeah. great Christmas movie. It's a big ape. You but, know. you know, since then we we do typically sort of, you know, crank up some of the typical holiday favorites over the season, um, big musical theater family. So White Christmas was one that we would watch a lot. Not many Hanukkah movies are there. No, um, that there is one, <laughs> Eight Crazy Nights. And <laughs> Which kind of, it about it. Um, it, it. It's covered Christmas too. It doesn't even yeah, go full Hanukkah. Um, the representation of my Christmas experience is largely found in Saturday Night Live's animated TV funhouse uh, bit, Christmas Time for the Jews, written by Julie Klausner. Uh, yeah, not a lot of Hanukkah movies. That's largely because Hanukkah is sort of a minor holiday that has largely been raised in the Jewish tradition. So right. kids can have a something to do when other kids are doing Christmas. But, you know. Don't discount the Rugrats Hanukkah special either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> very informative. Yeah, though the Passover one is better. See, our Passover <laughs> traditions are much better. In <laughs> all are we going to rank respects. Rugrats Jewish holiday specials? I mean, no, the Passover one is like amazing. Yeah, truly amazing. They did good work. Uh, every Christmas, my brother and I would wake up really early in our pajamas, go downstairs, and watch Eyes Wide Shut. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Starting no. at what age? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I did. I totally believed you. I did have a very like a well very regimented deadpan. Christmas movie routine. I would kick things off with a Muppet Christmas Carol and end with a Christmas story on Christmas Day. Wow. Mm. Right. I also, but I also would watch A Nightmare Before Christmas on November 15th. Oh, so in the middle. Exactly. Between spooky season and Christmas season. Gotcha. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Is that, would you say that's a... Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? It really is a split in between. One of the true debates of our time. <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be both, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I mean, it's very much both. Yeah. Why lump it into one of those when it just does so I mean, many things for me, so well? it was more of a Halloween idea mm. because I was afraid of many things as a child. <laughs> Skeletons. <but laughs> sure. Skeletons, large. It's neither here nor there. Uh, Christmas movie? Sure. We're going to get to that, definitely. 
But first, in true Thrillist fashion, we are drinking a little bit today. We have some Maker's Mark and some eggnog. <laughs> They're loving it. All right. Uh, I think we should get in to our categories. We'll get to our picks for the best Christmas movie of all time. But we have some festive categories to go over first. So cheers, guys. Let's start. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. Yes. <laughs> all right. So I think first off, we want to do something we call the John McClane Award for best movie tangentially related to Christmas, named, of course, after the protagonist from Die Hard. Um, I do think for something to be called a Christmas movie, it has to have some of the plot or even the themes focusing on Christmas. Um, and the setting just can't be incidental. But on the other hand, I don't really give a shit. So yeah, I mean, I <laughs> where think do you guys stand? For me, there are categories that are movies like set around Christmas that have a sort of like wintry aesthetic that maybe sort of evokes the season and is are nice to watch during the season. But if something's like a true Christmas movie, I do think like largely it involves the holidays in one way or another. The movies I truly love usually fall into the tangentially related <laughs> category. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to hear people say like what what they have in their head is like a holiday movie that really isn't one that like yeah. really even has nothing to do with the holidays. Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings yeah. are two things that people seem to associate with Christmas, probably because that's when they were released. Yeah, they were released around then. And Harry Potter is especially Christmassy too, because in every movie there's they like do a big Christmas, Christmas and it yeah. seems so great. It's Hogwarts so Christmas seems awesome. Yeah. So like then there are movies like Hook that starts off at Christmas, but the majority of the movie really has nothing to do with yeah. Christmas at all. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a bookend. I think my overall winner for the best movie tangentially related to Christmas, which might be if someone just kind of asked me what my favorite Christmas movie is, is the aforementioned Eyes Wide Shut. I do consider it to be a Christmas movie, though. I know that Kubrick changed the holiday from the source material from Mardi Gras mm-hmm. to Christmas. There's a Christmas tree, I believe, in almost every scene, aside from the orgy, which... <laughs> I guess makes sense. He really missed the boat on that one. Yeah, he did. I just looms over the holiday looms over the whole movie. I think I think it makes sense. Well, I think that's sort of true of a lot of these. Is that like they're like I'd say my pick is the apartment, um, which is the Billy Wilder film starring Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. Um, do people know the apartment? I like, actually I say? I've never seen it, and I'm not entirely sure what it's about. Okay, basically, the apartment is the story of um, this guy who works in an office who has made a cut, who has sort of ingratiated himself with his bosses um, by lending out his apartment for their affairs. Oh. It was made in 1960, so it's sort of like the Mad Men aesthetic that you, that Mad Men aped is very important. And he's in love with Frank Kubelik, who is an elevator operator. And what ends up turning out is that she is having an affair with his boss, played by Fred McMurray. But it's sort of a lot of the worst parts of the holiday season, the loneliness, the sadness, there's a huge sequence set around an office party, the sort of terrible, you know, you have to interact with your coworkers and everyone's junk. Not that it's great. I love I love a thrillist. I love a thrillist office <laughs> yeah, party. Yeah, read the but, room, Esther. <laughs> but um that that's really important and it, it's it ends on New Year's Eve. Um with sort of, and the pressures around New Year's Eve and loneliness. And so, you know, the sort of sadness of the holiday season, which I think is what a lot of people talk about, but it's not really a trend in holiday movies. Um, It's not a trend in the typical Christmas movies, but it's important to the apartment. There's a lot of like sort of forced like cheer and that sort of turns around on itself and becomes like really stress inducing. Yeah. I feel like happens 
around the holidays a lot. Definitely. Which some people get really affected by and, you know, other people can sort of yeah. power through. That's sort of the version of the holiday season that this film is capitalizing. And so it's very, yeah, as similar to Eyes Wide Shut in that it's very, it's not a coincidence that it's set on Christmas. Um, exactly. But and I think that's important, though, to yeah. make it a quote unquote Christmas movie, right? It's weird to compare these films to something like, you know, Home Alone. Yeah, to something yeah. like Home Alone or to something like, um, you know, White Christmas even, where it's like, this is all about holiday cheer and it's about Santa and it's about bringing, you know, so. Sure. Emma, what do you think? Uh, mine is totally different because it's Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I have that for a different category. Actually. Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's barely related to Christmas. Yeah. Um, but... There's still a little bit of that in there, so I guess it fits. But I love that movie. It's like it's very dark and weird and not Christmassy at all. Yeah, and I don't really watch it over, over the holidays ever. But no. you could watch it anytime. Really, well, it's like it's true. It's a free every country. Shane Black <laughs> movie is basically set on Christmas. Yeah, like there are a lot of people that use it, and there and I think there are moments where Christmas is sort of incidental, and there are moments where Christmas is you know very crucial too. Mm. Right. Well. I guess we have to ask this: Die Hard, incidental, <laughs> or is the holiday part of it? I mean, I think the holiday is part of it because it's like about family, mm. you know, it's more, that's sort of the idea is like yeah. him becoming a better father and <laughs> all that. Through kicking ass. Yeah. yeah. All, that, <laughs> all that shit. So you become a, a good dad is yeah. you have to yeah. punch some people in the face. I mean, I don't Somet know. You got to sometimes. <laughs> the shit we do for our kids. I don't really associate it with the holidays, it was never really like a part of my yeah. holiday tradition. Um, yeah. And the argument has become so annoying that I'd rather come down on the side of no, just because. Just just to piss like, people off. Just to end yeah. the conversation. Yeah. You could also just say yes. And then that would sure. just. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Either one. I don't care. I think, it's a bo- I think it's a boring argument. <laughs> holidays are all about making people happy. So if it makes you happy that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then who am I to tell you that you're wrong? That was beautiful. I would be terrible. It would be. Okay, best Netflix Christmas movie. I have to admit something. I have not seen one of these. You have to watch. Not them. one. I, I feel like they're like the spiritual successor. I think to we have to Hallmark. defer entirely to Emma here. <gasps> we one hundred percent do. You're our in-house expert. It's true. On unfortunately, um, they have so many Christmas movies. Yeah. It's really weird. Well, I guess it's like it fits because the holiday season, like people get off from work over the holidays and they really don't have anything to do, and maybe they want to watch something nice and like jingly. Um, <laughs> and they sort of turn on their Apple TV and the first thing that comes up is Netflix. And they're like, well, what, you know, is there anything here? And Netflix says, yes, there is. There's tons. They're very schlocky. I, I feel like they are kind of the uh, another successor to the Hallmark holiday specials, which they still yes. do. I know that. But yes, they still do. I mean, I think it's a very smart marketing move. Because it's great. That's for them. how a lot of Netflix works. Like, what do you want to watch? You want to watch a Christmas movie? Here you yeah. go. Like right now, I have to assume, I know their numbers aren't totally public, but I have to. They're not at all public. <laughs> yeah. I have to assume that a shit ton of people watch these. Yes. They get very popular, but mostly because they're weird. And I think that's sort of the point is that like they make movies to be like tweet about a bowl. Mm. Yeah. So um, that's how like, you know, they get people's interest. And then people are like, well, this is strange, but I have to watch this now. And what are some of the uh, the heavy hitters? No, Christmas the Prince. Okay. A Christmas Prince 2, The oh. Royal Wedding. <laughs> Closely followed by A Christmas Prince 3, The Royal Baby, coming to Netflix this December. They're cranking them out, huh? And these movies cost nothing to make. Sure. So yeah. they just, you know, they can make whatever they want. There's one with Vanessa Hudgens called The Princess Switch, mm. in which she discovers <laughs> that she has a doppelganger who is a princess, and they switch places. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, okay, so one of my favorite things you've ever written, Emma, at least for Thrillist, oh, is, uh, well, you don't know what I'm going to say, oh. um, is your Netflix Christmas interconnectivity oh, theory. I figured, yeah. It's really fun. Is... <laughs> Can you give just a little bit of a primer on that? So in a, The Princess Switch, there's a scene where one of the Vanessa Hudgenses <laughs> and her, like, the man that she's sort of in love with sit down to, like, have a Netflix and chill in a Netflix movie. Interesting. Interesting. And they turn on Netflix in the Netflix movie and on the screen, they're like scrolling through to like find, oh, what do we want to watch? <laughs> they flip through to A Christmas Prince, which is apparently this man's like favorite Christmas movie. Sure. <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> um, I had this idea in my head that like, well, all of these movies must be interconnected somehow if like if they're doing this. And of course, and they're very like self-aware too mm-hmm. um and i think that was sort of like just a little in joke that they made but i kind of extrapolated on it because i was having a good time and i <laughs> wrote this piece about how all the movies are connected there's also a scene in um the christmas chronicles in which kurt russell plays santa claus in which a minor character is watching stranger things in the background okay so wow there's something going on now yeah that is that's kurt russell he's kind of a he's kind of a fit santa huh yeah he's the daddy santa he's like a silver fox <laughs> santa. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that note, we're going to go to a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the best classic Christmas movie. Great. Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. If stubborn shower mold has you miffed, or you're hard-pressed to get rid of hard water buildup, it's high time you kick your so-so cleaning products to the curb. It's time to fight the clean fight with the CLR Clear family of products. CLR Clear knows there's all kinds of dirty which is why they offer products to help you take on messes all around your home. So go on and fight off that countertop crud. Square up with those carpet stains. Go crazy on your garbage disposal gunk. CLR Clear has formulas to help you get the dirty deeds done. Plus, many of their products meet the EPA's safer product standard. So while tough on messes, it's still the safer choice for your family and the environment. Show dirt and grime around your home who's boss with CLR Clear and fight the clean fight. Learn more about the entire product lineup by going to clrbrands.com. Gotcha! Yo! Sorry, man. I took an upper to stay awake. My heart started pounding, so I took a downer to take the edge off. Honestly, I feel worse now. What? One of my friends overdosed after mixing drugs like that. I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah, I definitely won't be doing that again. Well, let's stay online for a bit so I know you're okay. Yeah, man. But let's go. There is no safe way to mix drugs. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. Excuse me, Carol? Hey, Dale. You finished that report I asked for? Oh, yeah, um, about that. Um, I didn't get a chance to do it. No worries. You've been so busy. Uh, really? Of course. Dale, you're our hardest worker. You should take an extra week of vacation. Uh, are, are you are you firing me? No, I promise. Just giving you the break you deserve. Wow. Thanks, boss. You sure you're not firing me? Actually, I'm going to promote you. But first, take a week off on the company's dime. Sometimes, things just get better. Like AT&T. We've invested more than $150 million to grow our wireless network coverage to over 99% of Nebraska. So you can talk, text, and share in more places than ever. Visit att.com slash Nebraska and learn how to get a free smartphone when you switch to AT&T. Coverage not available everywhere. Over 99% coverage based on third-party data. 
Network investments based on 2018 through 2020 expenditure. All right, so, you know, before we had Netflix and, you know, the Vanessa Hudgens switcheroo, people went to these giant rooms called movie theaters to watch films in a communal setting. To help celebrate those days of yore, what is your pick for the best quote-unquote classic Christmas movie? I think maybe it's fair to say pre-1970s, black and white is not a necessity, but maybe recommended? Well, color came pretty early. And so color started in Tell us about color film, Esther. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we go through the history a lot of, of uh, color. Technicolor. I mean, as I said, uh, White Christmas was always a big part of my family's tradition because we love a musical. Um, it's largely holds up except for one musical number, which is very problematic because um, it's about minstrel shows and it is bad. Um, one of the appeals of the movie is you have Danny Kaye, who's one of my favorite performers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have these amazing voices. The sisters number at the very beginning is charming and it's it's a big sort of old Hollywood musical extravaganza. Emma, your favorite classic Christmas movie? This is like a tough one for me to answer because I really haven't seen many of what people would call classic Christmas movies. I, You're I on Netflix mostly. Yeah, I really <laughs> have only seen the ones 2017 and on. <laughs> um, but like there are some that I have seen. And I actually, I mentioned um, It's a Wonderful Life before. I know Esther hates it, but I kind of have grown to like it over the years of like watching it with like parts of my family sometimes if we drag mom upstairs she'll watch it with us but like my favorite part of that movie is like the very dark you know the, all the sort of depressing bits where he's realizing like how the world sucks without him and it feels like a twilight zone episode for me mm-hmm. and it i'm does. you know a big sci-fi person so that's kind of cool <laughs> love the twilight zone too i my pick is probably it's a wonderful life um it's so schlocky yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, I think that's my biggest problem with it at the end. And the little girl's voice, his voice, too. I've shown it to people and people kind of get annoyed at Jimmy Stewart's voice when he starts yelling. Merry oh, Christmas. God. Merry Christmas. <laughs> old bulk and loan. Um, wasn't It's a Wonderful Life a pretty big flop at first? And it kind of picked up steam up being played over and over and over and over again on TBS, like the Shawshank Redemption. I think that's true of a lot of Christmas movies. I mean, that's true of A Christmas Story, which is another one that I have no connection to and I don't really get on (laughs) air quotes, um, you know, some of the love for it. But I think, you know, that's how sort of holiday movies largely get their wings. Ooh, Ooh. I see what you did there. (laughs) Wow. I have to be honest, though. It's a wonderful life. I've seen it in theaters a couple times here in, in New York City. Um, it gets me misty. My eyes fog yeah. up a little bit, I have to say. It's kind of quaint, kind of lovely. What, but you know what the weird thing is, though, too? Kind of touching on the first category we started with, no one ever questions that it's not a Christmas movie. Right. But yeah. the majority of the movie is not set during Christmas. No. Just the end. Just the end, exactly. Yeah, that's weird. There's less Christmas in It's a Wonderful Life than Hook. That's what pop culture has done to us. You really love Hook. Huh? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on the flip side, best modern Christmas movie. I, let's let's start at the year two thousand when things changed. So before we do this, we're gonna get out a phone. Uh, we're gonna use the stopwatch. We're each gonna get exactly ten seconds to talk about Love Actually, <laughs> and that'll be it. And we don't have yeah. to touch on it again ever. So ten seconds for each of us, okay? Producer Molly, can you set up the Love Actually <laughs> stopwatch? <laughs> She's never been more ready for anything. <laughs> Just to be clear, this is the only time we'd be talking about Love Actually in this entire podcast. This is stressing me out. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's really 10 seconds. I pitched this in 10 seconds. It's like <laughs> too no, short. That's nothing. We've never yeah. had a time limit yeah. on, on this show. So. <laughs> 10 seconds is not this enough is to make, an, and make a good argument. But here we go. Uh, Richard Curtis forever. Emma Thompson is the greatest. Uh, Joni Mitchell gets better the more you watch it. How? Oh, my God. I, okay. <laughs> See, I wasted my time because 10 seconds seemed too short. Okay. Yeah. I wrote down everything I'm going to say. Oh, wow. Did you time yourself? I don't know if it's 10 seconds. Okay. I get why it was popular. I get why people are canceling it now. And I saw it. It was in 15-minute increments in the French classroom in middle school, screamed by the weird French teacher during break because he wanted students to think he was cool. That's amazing. And quick follow-up. I know, not about the movie. Did he edit it? Like, did he show you? No, like, you see, every bit. You see Laura Linney's boobs in yes. that movie. We watched it. I don't know why he did it. I don't think okay, other teachers really knew what was happening. Okay. It was French uh, class. You yeah. can do that kind yeah. of stuff. It's fine. Okay. Um, in the spirit of brevity, I wrote a haiku to make sure that Whoa. I hit it. Wow. Okay. Love Actually. Fine to watch at Christmas time. Exclusively high. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue with that. Sure. Okay, now that we got that done, uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite quote unquote modern Christmas movie, I'm going to go with something I might consider to be the real love, actually. All star cast, stupid plot, The Family Stone. Diane <sighs> Keaton is basically playing your mom if your mom was Diane Keaton. You have Luke Wilson, Rachel McAdams coach from TV. What's his name? Craig T. Craig Nelson. T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen that movie? Uh, yes. Claire Danes. Oh my God, I forgot about her. It is ridiculous what happens in it's that weird. movie. There's death. There's partner swapping. <laughs> the plot is just totally ridiculous. It's kind of fun to watch though. I do watch it almost every Christmas. Yeah, I'd say that that one belongs more under your <laughs> best to watch while high. <laughs> yeah, probably um, both version. of them. Yeah, no, I have seen The Family Stone. It takes a turn. It's That's weird, wild yeah. and very weird. Um, Rachel McAdams is great in it, though. Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker. See, there's so many stars. I'm like, Sarah Jessica Parker is the main star. She was like the draw <laughs> of the movie. It and she's like, great. She's hilarious. Um, yeah. And what's what is the uh, the quote that handsome older brother? Is it Dylan McDermott or is it the one whose name sounds just like that? Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, I, I think believe that's him. it's. I, I believe it's Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. What's his name? Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. There was a. I think there was Dil- an SNL sketch yeah. about this. Dylan McDermott. It's like Dil- a quiz show. Yeah, Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney. And there's another, it. the other sister, who I don't know why she's in it. She's pregnant and she has a daughter. Yeah, it's Elizabeth Reeser, I believe. Yep. Uh... Emma, your modern Christmas classic. Uh, Elf. I love Elf. I'm a big Elf person. Whenever it's on TV over the holiday season, I like to watch it. Mostly because like I already know all the jokes and I can just sort of like do it along in my head <laughs> while it's happening. And that's sort of a, a draw for me. But I just think it's very cute and sweet. And it's one of the few movies where like the weird stuff that Will Ferrell does actually like is funny to me. Right. <laughs> um, playing an actual man child. Playing a little once. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's peak Will Ferrell? Santa's coming to town! Santa! Oh my god! Mm. I don't know. That's Step Brothers. Yeah, arguably. Step Brothers is tallying okay. against. He was on a run. Sorry. Elf is also mine. Um, I love Elf. It's a very New York movie. The idiosyncrasies of, you know, walking through the seven layers of the candy cane forest and then the Lincoln Tunnel. Um, Santa giving advice on Ray's Pizza. Um, yeah, and, and the sort of the end with New York One factoring majorly into the ending. I do think it's one of Will Ferrell's like best insane performances. Like what he does as Buddy is wild and full of amazing choices. But 
Ad Astra is Santa. Lou Grant. Yeah. Lou Grant is Santa. <laughs> Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart, sure. The little boy from Christmas Story. Playing a main elf. Yes. Yeah. I think it's only other film credit yeah, ever, I maybe? Think, yeah, I think that was a little nod. But yeah, I'm a fan of classic television and I'm a fan of elf. <laughs> <laughs> is is uh, that your favorite on-screen Santa? Um, I really do love um, Ed Asner as Santa. I mean, I'd say the other great Santa is... Sam Allen, I can finish your sentence for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, uh, Gwen, uh, f- who was in the original Miracle on 34th Street, is a great Santa. Don't undersell Billy Bob Thornton. I was She's just going to say Santa. Santa. Yeah. yeah. Best bad Santa. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. So uh, funniest Christmas movie. I think Home Alone is is pretty funny. I, when I was a kid, it it really cracked me up, but... When I was a kid, I did like National Lampoon's more. I I think National Lampoon's is the funniest vacation movie. You're, she's already shaking your head. <laughs> no, I mean I think I think regular vacation is you the think best. Regular vacation. Yeah. Um, a special shout out to uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus as the yuppie neighbor. Um, yeah, she's great. She's amazing. Uh, I, I still think it's funny. Hallelujah! Holy shit! My brother and I would watch that every Christmas, every Christmas Eve, and that's something I know every word. To. It might be the movie I've seen the most in vacation? my entire life. Uh, Yes, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Esther, what do you think? Funniest Christmas movie? Um, I think Elf is up there, but we've already talked about it. Um, I Scrooge, I think, is mm-hmm. great. Um, a great, weird, that's a weird movie, a great, weird Bill Murray performance. There's one scene in The Night Before, um, which is that Seth Rogen. Um, oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that movie. <laughs> I've never seen that. Is it's it worth pretty it? Funny. Um, it's pretty funny. And there's one scene where Seth Rogen goes to church high wearing a, a star of david sweater and like loses his mind and it's very funny that movie has its rough parts but there are some great moments in it so what would your funniest be uh i mean uh, for the i also had home alone on this just because i think it's funny the like watching adults get tortured by child's machines merry christmas you filthy animal it was very scary to me You're as a child of everything <laughs> yeah Kevin McAllister, really? Yeah, when he <laughs> screamed, I that was is scary. I yeah. was scared. That's like in Minority Report when she screams, run! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really scared of it. You know, I got the DVD for Minority Report on Christmas, so I do associate it with uh, Christmas yeah. movie. It's a great Christmas movie. Um, but my other answer for this is the holiday, because that's just funny. Just like to watch that I movie is... Um, daddy. Jude Law says. Jude Law is daddy in Jude that Law movie. Jude Law is daddy in that movie. Canonically he, daddy. He, he okay. says the line. <laughs> They're staring at me very intently. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I says, believe it. There is a line in The Holiday where Jude Law proclaims, Daddy? Yes. I am daddy. I am daddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, and it makes sense for the scene too, which is great. It's in context. He's not like declaring it. This was pre yeah. our daddy terminology. There's a child involved. There's, there's an actual oh, child. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> he is daddy. But he's also daddy. Uh-huh. I think I get it. In, in a way, since he's the Pope, he's all of our daddy. <laughs> yeah. He's a papal daddy. <laughs> it's the royal daddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the next Netflix Christmas. <laughs> royal daddy? <laughs> royal daddy. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> So on the flip side, the scariest Christmas movie, that's a whole subgenre. Oh, um, yeah. This is when I'm going to bring up Batman Returns. One of the most frightened I've ever been as a child was seeing the uh, beginning of Batman Returns when they have that penguin baby who's locked in the cage. Yeah, that's yeah. has flippers, and then they throw it into um, pretty much the sewer. That really terrified me. Lifelong fear of cages <laughs> and penguins and babies. 
Uh, I think Gremlins is fair to bring up here. We haven't talked about that. It's it. There are some scary parts. Like oh, I was really scared of coming. Gremlins. Sorry, too. I was scared of everything. Yeah, you were perfect for this everything. category. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the original Gremlins is it's still it's it's pretty scary. Pretty scary stuff. So you're scared of everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did not watch this as a child, obviously, but um, I think Black Christmas is really cool. Um, it's it's sort of a, one of the earliest slasher films. Um, it predated Halloween over the Christmas holidays, getting stalked by sort of an unnamed killer and never find out his deal. It's very mysterious, and it's actually, um, this is where I plug my own <laughs> It's being remade this year, and you can read my interview with the director of the remake, Sophia Chacal. How can on, they find it? On Thrillist.com. What should they do? Uh, read it. <laughs> Google <laughs> Esther. Google my name. And Esther Zuckerman. <laughs> Christmas. Um, yeah, no, but Black Christmas is really cool. It's Margot Kidder, who was Lois Lane, now recently deceased. Um, is like plays this drunk sorority girl and she's very funny and very weird. Andrea Martin, sort of the legend of SCTV um, comedy, uh, is in it sort of pre all of her accolades and um, and Olivia Hussey, who was um, in the famous 1968 Romeo and Juliet. So it's good. It's weird. It's actually not really super Christmassy, but it just takes place around Christmas. We covered Christmas that. in the title. So. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's a big plus. My pick for this is a movie called Rare Exports, Ooh, yes. which is a Finnish horror movie about a group of people who find Santa Claus deep buried in the ground, who's actually <laughs> this like mythical being that like the Santa Claus myth was sort of said to have been modeled after. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they say in the movie. And it's based on these two shorts that the guys who made this movie made. Um, about people who capture like feral old men in the woods and train them to be mall Santas. Uh, <laughs> this is nothing is to do with furries, though, right? Uh, no, That's not a different. This time. Yeah, different wood culture. Yeah, not very Christmassy, but it's about Santa. It depends Claus. on what kind of Christmas you want, really. It's true. Yeah. Can you talk a little about Krampus? Krampus. I love Krampus, the <laughs> as, movie, <laughs> as well as the tradition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love the actual Krampus, <laughs> not Krampus. the movie Krampus. <laughs> Krampus is what? Dark Santa, you could call it? Yeah, it's like the anti-Santa. Yeah. Like if, if Santa had like a shadow figure following him, it would be Krampus. Sure. It's a, and, it's and an the Eastern movie, European German tradition. The film is kind of recent, right? Yeah, it's got... um Adam Scott's in it. Adam Scott, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of that board game that he makes in Parks and Recreation. Oh, oh the Cones <laughs> yeah. of... Uh, the cones, cones, yeah. of <laughs> cones of Dunshire. Dunshire. <laughs> sure. Do you think... Kind of doing some research, uh, and I love Christmas movies, so I've, I've seen or at least heard of a lot of these. It does seem like there it has been a big drop off on quality of Christmas movies. Is that fair to say? Is that just my stupid opinion? But it feels like they're churning it out, but there's not really any. It's, pickings are slim for like modern Christmas classics. Whenever you're making a Christmas movie list, there are, like aren't that many to choose from. Every couple of years, you'll get one that maybe sort of gets added in um, over time. I mean, I think, you know, Em and I just went to see Last Christmas, which is probably not landing high on many people's lists. I don't lists. think it's going to be a classic. No, that's something that it was coming out this holiday season. Yes, right? yes, coming out this holiday season. And what is that about? It is about the wonder of George Michael. Truly. Truly. Is. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> a about a girl Michael who needs song. to get her life together. And she played by Amelia Clark of Game of Thrones. And she meets a mysterious fellow um, played by Krampus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> played by Literally. Henry Golding, played by Krampus. Uh, 
uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, so yeah, I just don't think there's there over time. It's not like there was. There's always been like so many Christmas movies right. that it, they're flooding the audience. There's like always been a ton of schlock because holidays breed schlock, and then there's always been a couple that sort of rise above. And I think I think what you were saying earlier about you know the fact that so many of these become beloved over time because they're played sort of incessantly on cable and they become traditions out of habit as sort of, you know, we'll see what the next one is. Um, I also think that like movie studios and movie theater model of like very recently, especially of um, more blockbuster movies around the holiday season has changed this because like now it's all about Star Wars over Christmas, even though Star Wars has nothing to do with Christmas and they used to be released in the middle of the summer. Um, It's about merchandise. Yeah, which is, you know, Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You can sort of tie everything back to that. But I think that, like, there's been this trend now of um, these bigger movies that aren't, like, holiday movies, but nevertheless are being released around the holidays. A sort of crowd. The crowd. um, uh, Movies that would be, like, the sort of smaller, like, holiday-themed things sort of out of the way. Like, we don't. I think this has been true for a while as well, that a lot of holiday movies get released in November. Yeah. Elf, for instance, was an early November release. I think, yeah, the the blockbuster, you got to get your big moment. But I think there's like all other stuff that creeps around. I mean, for instance, this year, um, Little Women is coming out on Christmas, uh, which is Greta Gerwig's Little Women, which is fantastic and amazing. Also, Little Women have a key Christmas scene, so yeah, sort of works. <laughs> Okay, now that we ran through all our festive categories, we're going to take a break and then get to our picks for the best Christmas movies of all time. Ah! Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. If stubborn shower mold has you miffed, or you're hard-pressed to get rid of hard water buildup, it's high time you kick your so-so cleaning products to the curb. It's time to fight the clean fight with the CLR Clear family of products. CLR Clear knows there's all kinds of dirty, which is why they offer products to help you take on messes all around your home. So go on and fight off that countertop crud. Square up with those carpet stains. Go crazy on your garbage disposal gunk. CLR Clear has formulas to help you get the dirty deeds done. Plus, many of their products meet the EPA's safer product standard. So while tough on messes, it's still the safer choice for your family and the environment. Show dirt and grime around your home who's boss with CLR Clear and fight the clean fight. Learn more about the entire product lineup by going to clrbrands.com. Hey, you got any gum? Yeah, check my backpack. What's this? Oh, that's naloxone. It can reverse an opioid overdose. I decided to always keep it on me after my friend almost died. It saved his life. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. That makes me want to have it with me, too. You totally should. Check the pharmacy. It was actually really easy to get, and it's easy to use. I definitely will. Thanks. Naloxone saves lives. Learn more at cdc.gov stopoverdose. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Okay, welcome back. We are now at the portion of this podcast where we're going to deliver our picks for the best Christmas movie of all time. It is Jingle All the Way for all of us, right? We yeah, absolutely. Right here. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Turbo Man. We can just end the podcast right here. Yeah, all, and all podcasts after this. <laughs> it's the last one. Um, so I'll go first here. If you asked me maybe even eight, nine, ten years ago, I would have said a Christmas story. I think for most of my life, it was a Christmas story. Um, but I really thought about this, and I changed my mind. I think my actual favorite Christmas movie of all time is A Muppet Christmas Carol. And I'll tell you why. Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol story might be one of the best overall story templates ever created. The Three Ghosts, The Old Man's Redemption. I think it's a great story, and I also think it's the ultimate Christmas story. And it's never been done better than the Muppets doing it. I know that sounds crazy. I think Michael Caine is the perfect Scrooge. I think in a lot of ways, this is a perfect movie. It's funny. It's short. It's appealing to all ages. I think this is peak Christmas movie and peak Muppets, which is two bold claims, but I really think that's true. Um, I, I agree. Think, I think the movie captures the fun, the, the nostalgia, and the joy of Christmas just as well as any other film does. And the big thing for me is I never feel truly like I'm in the Christmas spirit until I watch this movie. And that's very important to me. So I think I, it has to be my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, that movie makes me cry. Yeah, that's like another one that makes me misty. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. The music is great too. I yeah. listen to the soundtrack mm-hmm. during Christmas. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Emma, your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie has been my favorite Christmas movie for my whole life. It is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 1966 mm. movie. Not the animated one that came out last year. <laughs> or the Jim Carrey one. <laughs> no, not yeah. that one either. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's disturbing. I love this movie. I love the animation style. I love the way that it looks. I loved like the book as a child. I like crinkled all the pages just from reading it so much. Um, I love the songs. I love your mean one. Mr. Grinch is a song that I listen to as soon as it's November 1st, (laughs) I like hit the play button and I just don't stop. It's so much fun. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Um, the insults are so funny and, uh, I just think it's a really sweet, really nice movie about a weird green man yeah. who likes to steal things from is people's houses. Is the Grinch a man? He's or a Grinch. A subcategory. He's a Grinch. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Truly. Uh, <laughs> it's an alien planet. He's certainly a mean one. I will say that. By two races. <laughs> yeah. Grinch and Grinch non. Grinch is in the who. Of course he's lonely. He has no and one dogs. remotely like him. And, and dogs. dogs. Yeah, truly. there are dogs on this planet, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I love it so much. Also a redemption story, which is important. Yeah. Christmas is the time to redeem yourself, at least until the new year, when you go back to being a horrible person. Right, Which exactly. he probably did. <laughs> yeah, he's... Sure. He had to relearn everything all over again. And that's right. why we watch the movie every year. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's me. Okay. We have some we have sort of eliminated uh TV specials from this discussion, though sure. my probably which favorite piece of Christmas entertainment is a Charlie Brown Christmas. I love the score is just so beautiful. I love the peanuts. Uh but the other two are sentimental favorites that I've mentioned already. 
Um, I feel like White Christmas is one that I really love. I also feel like I have to eliminate it because it is problematic now and I can't it's watch canceled. it without. And you don't want to be canceled. I do not want to be <laughs> yeah. canceled. That would be bad for all of um, us. So I think I'm going to land on modern classic as my favorite, Elf. Um, truly love it uh, for reasons that I mentioned before. It's one of the few things in the modern era to get it right. Um, the sort of mix of sentimentality and goofiness. Well, I think it's interesting in all of our picks, we mentioned the music and I, that's such a big part of Christmas. Like, Definitely more than any holiday. I will sing the Muppet Christmas Carol song in my head all the time. Obviously, Peanuts, classic score. Yeah. Um, Vince Garaldi. Yeah. Uh, favorite, you know, favorite Christmas Carol. No. Christmas Carols are one thing. Favorite Christmas song in general. Oh, I have a good one, which is tied to a movie that we haven't yet discussed, mm. which is I love Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, that's which is nice from song. Meet Me in St. Louis, yeah. um, which is another movie that's not like that has key Christmas parts. But um, I enjoy The Little Drummer Boy. Do you ever do the Little Drummer Boy Challenge? No. What's, what the, what's the Little Drummer Boy? <laughs> the Little Drummer Boy Challenge is, uh, it's like, there's like a whole Facebook group for it. It's this thing you do where you like try to not hear the song until Christmas Day. Mm. And if you do, like if you just walk into like a department store and it's playing, then you like, you lose. Sure. Um, my friends and I tried to do that over, like in college, like over Christmas. How long did you last? I think I got to Christmas one year. <laughs> wow. Like one time. Do you like the Bowie version? Yes. <laughs> uh, Jimi Hendrix has a great version as well. It's a rockin' Christmas. Jingle Bell Rock also. also <laughs> that's good that's my favorite yeah. one. Is, is Mean Girls a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah. It has a good Christmas scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, I honestly, especially, you know, going over this list, that we're, right, we're right into the Christmas season right now. It doesn't feel right to me unless I watch a lot of these movies, I have to say. I, Christmas movies truly have a special place for me. Mm. Yeah, I gotta get going. And everyone's gotta watch The Apartment. Yeah, Esther this. yelled at me earlier today because I've never seen it either. So <laughs> it sounds a little depressing. Maybe that's up. It's very depressing. Um, I haven't watched, but it's great. All right, I think we're almost out of eggnog. We covered a lot. This was fun. Merry Christmas, guys. What do you want for Christmas, Esther? I'm Jewish. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <That was> <laughs> Emma, what do you want for Christmas? A puppy. Really? No. Okay. I have a cat already. Actually, this is my second Christmas bringing my cat home to my parents' house. Yeah. It's always a big thing because my mom doesn't trust him to not knock everything over. What's so his we favorite have to Christmas Confine movie? him into rooms. Sab. Jingle all the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I do want a puppy, actually. You For are, Hanukkah. You're really There you go. You're feeling it. <laughs> Esther, if the people listening to this wanna read some of your excellent Christmas content or Hanukkah content or just holiday content. Where can they find you? They can find me um, on Thrillist.com mm -hmm. and at, on Twitter at, at EasyWrites. Cool. I was actually looking for your personal address. Like, where can they find yeah, you? Yeah, they can find me. <laughs> <laughs> Emma? I'll never tell. Uh, my home address is, yeah, if you guys want to send me any Christmas presents. Like a puppy. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to just mail me a puppy. Uh, but yeah, I'm also on Thrillist.com. What a coincidence. We're all in the same place. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter at Stefabski, which is my last name with a typo in it. Great. Find it. You can find me, Google Will Fulton Thrillist. I do Christmas stuff too. Or at that Thrillist guy on Instagram. So long. Farewell. So Here's long. Things. We never farewell. talked about a sound of music. Yeah, we never talked about the sound of music. <laughs> That's not a Christmas. All right, we got to stop it. It's anyway. on TV. <laughs> a lot. All right, thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. All right, so podcasts just don't make themselves. So I have to thank our amazing and talented team, EP on the Thriller side, Bison Messing, 
our Group 9 fan, Brett Kushner, David Zwick, and last but certainly not least, Emily Feld, Megan Kirsten, Ocean McAdams are my bosses over at Thrillist. I have to thank them, obviously. I also want to thank our executive producer at iHeartRadio, Mangesh Hatakudor. Most importantly, big thanks to my podcast partner in crime, producer Molly Scholson, Randy Scott Carroll, who edited this episode and did a great job, and Ernie Injured That for mixing. You got to mix it. It makes all the difference. Okay, see you next week. Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. For the annoying mess you're facing down in your home, you can fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Battle against calcium buildup. Go toe-to-toe with toilet scum. Duke it out with disposal rot. The entire line of powerful formulas works hard to vanquish dirt, grime, and deposits all around your home. So KO the crud. Fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. I'm Katherine Townsend, host of the true crime podcast, Hell and Gone. On October 30th, 2015, the Little Rock Police Department searched an abandoned car in a small residential park. The car belonged to 18-year-old Ebby Stepak. Ebby had vanished without a trace. I'm back in Arkansas, trying to find out what really happened to Ebby Stepak. Listen to Helen Gone on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. It's me, Brian Baumgartner. And maybe you've heard my podcast. The Office Deep Dive. Well, now I'm expanding it into even more of your favorite shows in my new podcast, Off the Beat. Hey, everybody, I'm Rob Riggle. Hi, I'm Allison Hannigan. My name is Jamie Lynn Sigler, Meadow Soprano. Eric Stone Street. I played Cameron Tucker. Listen to Off the Beat on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.